Hello and welcome to the third instalment of Punch Drunk Boxing Podcast. Hello. Uh, that's my good friend Garrett Mokler and I'm Richard Mills. Uh, yeah, this is basically a light-hearted look at boxing um, and by a couple of big boxing fans who know a considerable less amount than they like to think they know. But, Don't let uh, that stop you listening. Oh, we're, uh, we're still up for a good laugh. Otherwise and, uh, it's fantastic. Oh yeah, I mean, what, what we uh, what we lack in knowledge, we make up for in enthusiasm and... Uh, fake stupid. emails. Oh yeah, <laughs> a whole load of fake emails, <laughs> fake listeners to, <laughs> to add into the podcast. But yeah, okay, that's, that's your uh, brief intro. Um, let's crack on with the show. Yeah! So, we'll start off the, uh, to regular listeners, you'll know this, we start off the show just rounding up um, <laughs> regular a regular listeners. <laughs> <laughs> bit of boxing, news, all the kind of funniest things we came over in the press. So, uh, can I, I just want to say something first of all, because last week we briefly looked at the um, Martin Murray's fight against... Martinez. Yeah, Sergio Martinez. And you asked me, did I think he had a chance of winning? And I quite flatly said, no, no, no chance. <laughs> Which is... Well, how fun. wrong was I? <laughs> Mine, if you're listening, my boy, you done him, didn't you? Get in there! <laughs> everybody saw that, and everybody know you won, mate. That's an absolute robbery. Right, we'll come up to that. We'll review that in our... Uh... In the next part of the show, but the um, Argentinians trying to steal me. Again. <laughs> it's not the Falklands. The Falklands War. <laughs> All first, over again. First, they tried taking that, didn't get away with it, and what did they got? They've now tried to steal Martin Murray's WBC belt. Oh, bullshit! He doesn't have a belt when he went into that. No, but he, <laughs> he should have done by the end. <laughs> it wasn't for that robbery. Absolute bullshit. <laughs> I'm not having it, mate. Don't get me started on the Falklands because I'm going to kick you off. <laughs> no, in, in all honesty, just for any of you, I, I, don't, I, don't have an, I don't have an opinion about the Falklands either way. <laughs> I know uh, Diego Maradona does. Oh, yeah. He's well, got a whole segment on that it. That and cocaine is gone. Well, he, links it, he links it in with his hand of uh, God goal. All connected, I have to say. Right, we'll run through um, what came up in the last uh, couple of weeks. So, uh, fan of the Manny Pacquiao. He's going to be taking on Brandon Bam Bam Rios. Oh, yeah. In November time, which can only be described as an absolute basket. Has got to be a candidate for fight of a year. You'd hope so. I mean, Rios does have a. likes to bluff punches with his face. <laughs> <laughs> and Manny ain't. does like throwing. Just throwing him in there on his last fight when he was coming up against Alvarado in the first one. <laughs> it cut back to his corner after the oh, first round. That's, yeah. And he's just sitting in his chair, and his trainer comes over and he's like, Oh, mate, you want to take less punches? You want to duck a move? He looks at his trainer with the eye and just the goes, Biggest, big, massive smile. Biggest just, smile. I that, love it. The happiest it. man in the world. And he just looks smiling back at his trainer and just literally like, saying, I love you. <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> love that stuff. And uh, what else in the news? So um, you might think there's good or bad news, but uh, Sugar Shane Mosley. Sugar Shane, Sugar, sugar Shane. Sugar, Sugar Shane. Is going to be fighting in the welterweight division after he retired. What, he's been think? gone too long. Retired like six months ago. Yeah, he's been Had gone been too long. on the downward slide for the best part of, I don't know, two nah, or three years. Talking shit, mate. Oh, no. oh, we all absolutely love him, but nonetheless, he was, uh, anyway, he's coming up against Pablo Cesar Cano, a man who I have never heard of. Um, I have. When he's fighting in Mexico. So. I think he got, I, don't know what I think he got, <laughs> he got beaten by, was it Morales? I think he fought Morales and got knocked out. <laughs> a 35-year-old Eric Morales, which doesn't bode well. well I don't know. It's not I think Eric, I think Eric, sugar I think Eric had been stepping up as well. <laughs> stepping up in weight and still knocking him out. And anyway, a quick... I'm not a massive fan of uh, the old boxing comeback. I think, especially if that age, it's 
not that he's like super old, but um, yeah, but you make exceptions for people like him. But it's, uh, if he's coming for the purpose of he's one of those boxers, and Ricky Hatton had this where they leave a void in their life and they just can't fill it, so they go back to boxing for a couple of years. But they're not solving the problem. It's going to be the same issue in two or three years once he has a hard couple of fights. And it's like, listen, you need to. The problem is you need to find something in your life that's not boxing. That's what you need to do. So anyway, yeah, we'll wish him the sugar shame. Animal rights. What does that mean? <laughs> sugar Shane Mosley did a big campaign for uh, Peter oh, really? about dog cruelty. I don't know. It's that. like the opposite of uh, what was it? Glenn was it? McCullen, who's that guy Ben for who loved dogs? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Glenn McCullen? Or? I know who you're talking about. That's the Someone. type of boxing knowledge you get in this show. <laughs> <laughs> that man, that man. Gerald McClellan. That's it, Gerald, sorry. Gerald McClellan, yeah, who loved, um, loved uh, animal Wasn't... cruelty and, and dog fights. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> all, all sort of happened to him. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm not saying that's justice, but... Uh... <clears throat> Sugar Shane Mosley would be on our side. <laughs> he's a big dog fan. <laughs> Sugar Shane Mosley. He'll be like patting the dog when he's uh, with the soft punches he's throwing <laughs> with his aged arthritic hands. That's, no longer can throw punches. I'm not having that. Anyway, that's in the news. What else is uh, something that, um, again, for all big boxing fans out there, working the, the sponsor of the show this week, is uh, San Miguel Lager. San Miguel. For punch drunk boxing. So if you're listening at home, or listening on the train, or listening just in a pub, just go get yourself one. Even if you're on a train and it's get off a stop early, get uh, down the nearest off license, grab some. I know you're making the journey longer, but you're not in another way. Exactly. You're making that journey. And the sponsor this week for Diego Corrales celebrating his anniversaries. The poor man died in a motorcycle accident. The legend mm. that is Diego Corrales died May 2007. So it's coming up to his uh, six-year anniversary, and we'd just like to raise a glass in uh, the great man's honour. Yeah, there you go, mm-hmm. Diego, that's there for you. Go. God bless you. I knew he liked to drink as well. Oh, yeah. He wasn't and a motorcycle. Oh, I like to mix in the two. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to go backtrack a second, and I've got no idea if he liked combining the two, just for the record. But he did die on a motorcycle, so... Oh, yeah, and he did like... Drinking. Drink. Like, like all the best people. I mean, he died to be Sherlock Holmes. Right, anyway, <laughs> that, uh, All right. round it up for our uh, new segment. And Mike, we'll... you always do this. You always say it's rounded up when you finish what you want to talk about. <laughs> you haven't even got on to the fact that A4's has <laughs> retired. It's <laughs> arguably the biggest news of the boxing. I absolutely beg your pardon. Yeah, or the A Harrison has announced his retirement, which I think is a terrible shame because, for a start, the referee... Well, it's not a shame for boxing. Ah, it, it, <laughs> it's a shame it for Audley. But, oh, but I can. I, did you watch his recent fight? Yeah, you're yeah, it's absolute it. bollocks refereeing, jumping in there, <laughs> stopping that far too early. I mean, right. he was barely getting started. I thought Audley was totally fine. He was playing possum, luring, <laughs> luring Deontay in Get there. Himself, he was just gaining, and what's more, he's. Wilder started hitting him while he was just having a rest. He just, <laughs> <laughs> he just had a rest on the floor, and Wilder started hitting him around the face. A bit uncalled for. I was All thinking. I'm going to say is Roy Jones Jr. was just lost a fight for less. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. One point. Let me make a point about his. Uh, and I don't even think he was hurt in that fight, for the record. <laughs> one point about his career. That um, right, he's 41 years old. Again, in my estimation, being an Olympic champion, British champion, European champion, they're like amazing achievements in and of themselves, yeah. and that's fantastic. He is, however, the type of boxer who, at 41, could easily have another five or six fights. Because if you just go down in the first round <laughs> of every one, and I'm not counting prize fighter, if you just go down the first round of each one, what well, point stop? Boom. Exactly. This is money in the bank. And money he's in the bank. Name, so that's 
There you have it, Audley. Come back out of retirement. You can top uh, Sugar Ray Leonard's amount of mm-hmm. going into retirement and coming back out again. Have comedy matches against <clears throat> Shane Mosley, I'd recommend. Come out. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That would be good. <laughs> I can Shane and dance ribbons around him. Probably lamp into the floor. Oh, uh, yeah. Classic to be made, was it? Well, it's one to watch out for. And finally, David Hay has announced a fight with uh, Manuel Char. Oh, some guy who lost to one of the Klitschko's. Yeah, I yeah. think he's the Lebanese. I don't know. Like descent. German, like Lebanese, I think. Might be. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. So coming back and taking on, on his yeah, he's good. never-ending odyssey to get a rematch for a heavyweight title. Which hopefully, again, David Hay will love him. He's, a, he's, he's absolutely good. the he's most exciting heavyweight out there. Apart from Derek Chisora. Oh, apart from Derek. Come on, Alex said you guys are more entertaining heavyweight than him. <laughs> when do you get them both together? Ah, oh, it's classics. It's just, it's a just a shame. Just a shame the, the, the wrong guy won. <laughs> Do we have anything else for the boxing news? Um, yeah, the Subway King Anthony Agogo started off his pro career with a second round TKO. Apparently, that was really good. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah I, I think he was a great fighter. I heard him interview the other day, and apparently, um, yeah, it was on real power. talking about how he didn't like jalapenos. <laughs> <laughs> Too hot for his mouth. <laughs> didn't mention it, but I was uh, imagine it was on the tip of his tongue. Was, was Holly Bleased out with him? <laughs> Uh, uh, for, for all you um, film, for all you TV advert buffs out there, you'll be getting those jokes. Um, okay, <clears throat> I think I think that officially wraps, wraps up, the up news. In the news. Right, uh, right. So we've just re- watched. I've just, <laughs> I've just showed Garrett the advert on YouTube and the Agogo and, and the Agogo subway advert. Mate, it's a bit early to be selling out your career before <laughs> <laughs> you've even begun. Ah. A shitty fast food restaurant, you and. Some swimmer who nah, I don't know. I've, I've, I've got your it's back outrageous. there, mate. It's a big... It was the Olympics London 2012 boom, mate. You've got to take money where you can, I mean, it? Burger King, yes. Subway, <laughs> no. That's a fact of life. Nah, Live with it. If somebody asks... If Subway... If you're out there, anybody in Subway, and you want to stick me in an advert, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking wide open, boys. <laughs> fucking wide open. I'd say any shit, I'd say. <laughs> Hook me up. The telephone number is 07... <laughs> So in this part of the show, to regular listeners, normally what we do is call up Iron Mike Tyson, but uh, unfortunately now he's doing his one-man tour, so uh, it was busy this week, so instead... We've got the other regular segment, which is Roberto Duran's Agony Aunt column. Fantastic. El Cholo, and what it is, is you, the listener, will send in an email to us with an everyday kind of problem that you're likely to face, um, it doesn't matter how minor, and then uh, we pass that problem on to Roberto Duran, and he gives you the advice to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Michael emailed in, and he was saying he's having problems with his boiler, a real nightmare. Yeah, he said that the boiler's gone on the blink, and the repairman seems to be sort of mugging him off a bit. He's Fucking kind of saying he's giving him bullshit. loads of bullshit, just like... and. Michael feels that he's taking him for a bit of a ride. Steal money. Steal money, essentially. Bunch you of know, bastards. And that's something Roberto can relate to. So God I'm sure it. he can appreciate coming like that. Because I think, didn't something like three million Panamanians try to steal money off him on an almost daily basis? Yeah. I mean, he's not so living in a mod shack for nothing. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we asked Roberto, and this is what he came back with. Hola, Egarit Richard. I am a man who has had many problems. Mm. I can relate to this Michael in Leicester. Mm. 
It reminds me of the time when I fought Sugar Ray Leonard in our second fight. Bullshit. Yeah, that was bullshit, wasn't it? Nonsense. The man, he danced around the ring like a clown <laughs> and he would not engage. He humiliated boxing that day. It's true. He did, that was he? true. He did. He should have just fought him like a man. Yeah. Don't get in the ring with Roberta and then just run. If you don't want to fight, if you want to dance, go yeah. on dance with the stars. Yeah, which sh- ironically go, he did years later on. Go strictly come dancing. Oh. But the ironic thing is Roberta loved dancing, especially salsa dancing. <laughs> <laughs> preferred it to boxing, is what he said. But anyway, um, yeah, what, what else does he say here? My advice to you, Michael, is give up and walk away with your dignity. Nice. So, there, there you have it, Michael. I think what he's basically trying to say is, you know, unless you're prepared to go out there and do the do the qualifications to become a <laughs> qualified uh, Which ain't boiler, <laughs> boiler engineer, you just got to take these things on the chin, son, and start fucking bitching about it. Yeah. Pay yeah. the man. Yeah, he probably is ripping you off, but you just got to do it. Unless you know, unless you, you can fix yourself. it yourself... Yeah. Don't be running into fucking yeah. podcasts bitching you know, about your problems. Yeah. Although technically that is what we want for our other listeners. Yeah. But um yeah, sage I mean, advice, I say. I mean, sage advice. Who knows? maybe your pipes have got genuine problems yeah. in them or something. How would you, you know? know? You know yeah. fuck all. You know fuck all, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so great stuff there. And um if there's any other listeners out there and you've got problems then uh, send us an email into punchdrunkboxingpodcast at gmail.com or you can uh, grab us on Twitter at twitter.com punchdrunkpod and uh, Hands of Stone will uh, give sage advice to you. Yeah, so. Good stuff. Hit us up. Okay. Okay, so for the next segment of the show what we're going to do is uh, run through the last couple of weeks uh, boxing action because there has been an absolute storm of banging fights. Yes. Most of which I thought were going to be most of us, both of us thought <coughs> were going to be pretty rubbish but they turned out to be absolutely amazing. So uh, we'll start off with uh, middleweight division. So this was on. You Saturday. don't know we're missing the Spurs Chelsea game, don't you? For this, <laughs> <laughs> the list still not fully. The list is about that. that. I love it. Yeah, they can. Yeah, good point. I'll just watch it on sport, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old sport, whatever. <laughs> Actually, just on a side note, there's a. I didn't watch all these fights live, so I was watching them later on. But there's a website called allthebestfights.com. Oh, yeah. Which generally <laughs> lives up to its name because it does have all... Just okay. like all the boxing matches you want to see. Absolutely fantastic. Are they, are they old ones or are they all the like, recent, all recent ones or mix of both? Mix of both. Oh, wicked. I mean, sounds good. I'll be honest, there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of Russian commentary on a couple of these, which... Oh, it I don't does know really ever... kill the mood, the Russian commentary. <laughs> you've never listened to a boxing match with a droll Russian just... Clearly bitching about something that's not the fight. Just no. clearly bitching about something else in his life. Potatoes. As they, and how you can't breathe them into a decent bottle. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, it does have a certain way of killing off a fight. I watched when, even the Klitschko fight recently. Even when he's knocking, knocking the guy yeah. down. The, the commentators just don't say anything. You're like, hang on, are those guys even watching the fight? <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just fucking crazy. But, uh, anyway, so the... On the Saturday, the 27th of uh, April, there's a middleweight division, and it was for Sergio Martinez for his um, ring and WBC titles, a fight in Argentina against a Britain's own Martin Murray. And uh, what could only be described as an absolute robbery. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about an absolute robbery, but I did think he won the fight. I think yeah. there were a couple of big things. Again, it was another fight that had that open scoring, which, as you know, I'm not a fan of. Um, 
I think Martin Murray, I think he had a knockdown, which got ruled as a slip, which was bullshit. Which was bullshit. It was, it was clear knockdown. And, I mean, I just, I found it hard to see how the judges scored it 115 to 112. I mean, it was close. Very- I, th- I, thought, I, thought, I thought Martin Murray, even with the knockdown that wasn't ruled a knockdown, I still felt, I still felt he mm. just took the fight by a round or so. So... For me, you know, it was very hard. I know that I know that Martinez had was coming off the back of knee surgery, but mm. it's the first time I've seen him in, well, probably ever, where he's looked. I thought to myself, "Wow, yeah, he looks his he looks A his age, more. and he looks no, he just looks more vulnerable. He was getting hit far too often. His style, almost like his reflexes were going a oh, bit. He didn't been... seem as quick, and he just didn't look like the fighter." Who I'm used to seeing. Mm. I mean, to I'll give like a, a bit of a roundup for like anyone who missed it. So um, this is fought out in Argentina, apparently in front of like fifty thousand people. Yeah, so like it's a, outside a football, uh, uh, yeah, outside a stadium. football stadium. And um, Jim uh, Jim Lampley who does like the commentary for HBO. Made this point that uh, Martinez, one of the reasons he's so good, apart from his speed, is that he's it's able fitness. to hit. No, he's able to like hit opponents with shots that they just don't see coming. Like weird angles because yeah. the fight is like hands Prince, down like Prince Nassim I mean he's not as good as <laughs> not, not as good as the Prince no but, uh, he's not as good as Nas but uh, to give like a quick rundown on how it went so it was uh, rounds 1-3 to three, Murray just came out really conservative with that kind of European hands up style uh, Martinez again hands down low for my money I would have said he's trying to get the he's trying to because he's fighting for the first time in Argentina in ages he wanted to kind of show off, wanted to make it a good fight, and Murray was just having none of it. Yeah. So um, rounds one to three, all Martinez pretty much. Rounds four to five, the rain starts because they're fine outside. Oh yeah. Which um, the but uh, rain. Murray starts coming back in. He's more aggressive. Start, suddenly starts landing a couple of shots. Comes to round eight, and uh, Martinez gets knocked down. Yeah. Put in his ass. Comes to uh, round ten, and this is the round where so now it's pretty much like even on the scorecards. Martinez gets knocked down again. For whatever reason, which I can understand, because he got punched in the top of the head. Yeah. That um, referee didn't give it, and then maybe for the last time, two rounds, very close. But uh, yeah, I think I don't know. I, I gave. I think I gave the fight by one round to Murray, and that's even with the the knockdown being ruled a slip. Um, Let me. I ask- just felt Martin's defense was Martin Murray's defense was really, really solid, solid, brilliant. Like mm. just gloves up. Yeah, your traditional high guard defense, but. Let me ask you something. Was he too conservative in the opening rounds? Is that what cost him the win? No, no, because I think he took... I think he won the fight, so I don't think he was too conservative. I think he landed by far and away the harder, more powerful, cleaner shots. He was more accurate. He was more... I just thought I just thought he won the fight. <laughs> I mean, what I would say is that, um, and it's part of his style, that Murray throws almost no jabs whatsoever. Martinez does it all the time, like a yeah, southpaw style. Yeah, yeah. Does ready to try and unload his big ones. But um, I think, especially for the last two rounds, where, in my book, Martinez probably took them. And I think that's mm. tipped him over the edge. And in my money, I would have probably given it to Martinez no, I just think I, round or two. I think I might have given him the last round, but I think 11 I gave to Murray. And, nah, but anyway. very close. And... Um, Murray boy, you got robbed, son. <laughs> Don't worry, you probably won't get a rematch because. But you know, I think no. I, I was really impressed with Mike Murray's. Mm. Uh, the only thing I would say is Martinez didn't look right. Uh, he didn't. No, he didn't. It's not just the. I think it's maybe the knee surgery had a big impact or something. But and fighting the <clears> but um. Yeah, maybe you don't know, you but, uh, don't know what it was like, but I, I the, thought it was a, a brilliant, brilliant display from Murray, and for me, he won it. Um, so um, on the same night that it was uh, Britain's own again, Amir Khan, this time in oh. the uh, welterweight division, oh. fighting Sheffield against Julio Diaz. 
And you see this one. Well, another banger. I, it was, and yet again, Amir Khan which, is the is the most exciting boxer. In the yeah, world. he really is. So entertaining. Just his speed, his aggressive, like attacking boxing style is amazing. And then also his vulnerability of which, just his defense is still just so open at times he hmm. goes he, he displayed at points in that fight good defence looked really good and then suddenly in one round he just let all go he let his hands drop down everything and he just would get caught with just silly shots and he was dropped again and what made me laugh was at one point he got back to the corner Virgil Hunter was kind of saying to him oh did did, did you trip on his foot <laughs> you know, did he trip, trip on his foot didn't you like that and the camera's right there he knew it was there and when Khan turns around shakes his head and goes nah not, not really <laughs> he fucking landed a massive shot right on my face mate and uh, I mean it would well, I have to say that Julio Diaz wasn't expected to be that much of a challenge. Oh, and, um, not by not by the, uh, but I think by Amir Khan and people. You listen to what they were saying it before the fight and after it. They weren't taking his fight lightly. I mean, they they knew they were the favourite for it. He's definitely one he had to win. He's he's. I thought he looked very good. That Julio Diaz, yeah. very tough, tough boxer. He looked better yeah. than I would expect him to. Yeah. And you kind of understand what people had said. But let me ask: Does um, Khan? Other, this is one of the things I kind of noticed from watching it that. Uh, when he throws straight combinations, so like literally just straight down the pipe, he's got such awesome speed and they're really effective. Even when they're landing on gloves, at least one in, like 10 kind of gets through. It's when he comes in close and starts trying to throw looping hook and combinations. He just leaves himself open. He doesn't have a chin. Does need to be more in and out because he can't stand there and trade in the pocket. He's not. No, he, get, he, he gets caught. He gets caught a distance sometimes just by looping when he lets his guard go down. But yeah, for me, the one thing is clear that he's still not. He's still not the finished article by yeah. a long way. He's got a, he's got a lot of work to do before he reaches that top level. But the one thing I would say, which I was impressed with, is he got dropped and he handled it you had the a right way. Time. He handled it the <laughs> right way. Run. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't think he was hurt anywhere near as bad as he was against not not near as bad as he was against Garcia. The difference oh, was. No. He got up and he's, he started clinching. You could see he didn't really need to. In previous fights against people like Madonna and other fights where he'd been dropped, he would get up in that same state. By and, he'd fight the and, he'd, and he'd keep, and you know, he'd take back. He'd, he'd... <laughs> Round 11 is when he got, he was rocked yeah. real bad. And but, then he was holding up for a sweet Yeah, but what I want to say is the, the first time he was dropped, he, you saw he got dropped and then he got up. And even that, I think it was the Fourth round, he got dropped in, wasn't it? Yeah. So in the fifth round, he came out, and you could see he's clear-headed, but mm-hmm. he still took the first half of the round off, just waiting, watching, saying, yeah. hang on, what caught me? Why, why did I end up on the floor? And I'm not going to rush in. I'm going to take my time. And he took, he took a step back, and that's for me, shows a maturity, a sign mm-hmm. that he's understanding. And yeah, okay, he got in trouble later on in the fight, but... He, when he got in that trouble, he handled it in the right way, which in Drum. previous fights has been his arguably his biggest problem. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. He's got that amateur pedigree where, I mean, his footwork's amazing when he wants to use it. Yeah. So, um, again, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm impressed with... I'll put it this way. His main trouble is it's not like he's going to be fighting easier opponents in the future. No. That guy is going to be fighting at the top level. And there's no one in that kind of top five, that well, I'll say the top ten of that welterweight division, who, who cannot... Who, who doesn't have the ability to at least a couple of times in the match clunk him straight on the chin and so it's whether or not he's going to be able um, Paulie Malignaggi 
Feather handed speedster. Might be the only one who can't hurt him, but um outside of that. But again, an absolutely like a amazing, fantastic fight. Um yeah. So um oh let me just um add in quickly, because I am um, for all the fights of that weekend, the pick of the bunch, in my estimation, was down in the um, featherweight division. So Daniel Ponce de Leon against Abner Maris. And it's basically decided which one of these is going to be going up against Nonito Denaire in the future or Rigondo, who we discussed in, I think it was week one, no yeah. one has a chance of beating. But um, just an absolute banger all the way through. Abner Maris is really, 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 really good. Ponce de Leon is fantastic as well. But like a super exciting fight ends with um, Abner Maris, one with a knockout. You would have said the referee could have stopped it a little bit early, you got to say, a little bit early. But um, coming into, I think it was around, around 9 or 10. But really high-quality, exciting boxing, just two of them trading at points. If you haven't seen it, go out and watch it, because that one's an absolute doozy. Okay, next fight. So again, just um, a quick mention, because this was, again, there was such a good couple of weekends of um, boxing. But um, blessed, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, Danny Garcia up against Zab Judah, who, to my mind, was a bit of a spent force. But... Um, Again, junior welterweight division for, and this time, Garcia's ring WBA, WBC titles, fighting in New York. But an absolute banger, because Danny Garcia just really? isn't quite as good as we thought he might have been. Well, I've always said that he's overrated. <laughs> one of the, and I kind of watched it, and there were parts of his style where I kind of thought, yeah, maybe... He know. likes to wear down opponents, he likes to bring it on, bring the pain. No, I've always been quite harsh on him, but there were things I saw in that fight, and I thought, no, fair enough. For a start, he is, he's tough. Real tough. I mean, you're going to be tough with a dad like that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that guy knows how to shout at people. Um, but no, and he's he's tough and he works hard and he's a good all-rounder. And the other thing is I was impressed in the fight against Judah is early on he was doing a lot of headhunting and it wasn't very successful. Yeah. And you could see he's an intelligent fighter. He thinks and he adapts. And he went started going to the body and, you know, he changed up his style and it had... It had a massive effect. You know, mm-hmm. he ended up getting uh, a knockdown. And my only trouble with him is he he doesn't excel in any one area. Mm-hmm. He's he's a good all round fighter, but he just he seems to be lacking that kind of speed or the or that the high exciting. level of defensive ability or something. He's just missing something. I feel to take. He's like a he's like a Serie B team or a Bundesliga <laughs> two team. You know, or cha- you know he's but that's he's enough for him to be champion. Quite, well, it is if you keep fighting Eric Morales and Zab Judah and other 35, 36-year-old fighters. Not I just think, yeah, but that was, to me, that was a a, a bit of a lucky shot. I I don't know. I, you're not, I don't think you can honestly say that he's a better fighter than Amir Khan. I think you, Amir Khan's got so much more potential to do other things, whereas Danny Garcia is just that solid. Let me ask I'm you, not knocking it. Let me ask you a question this way, where... Danny Garcia, a really good all-round fighter, and he doesn't have any obvious flaws. That being the case, is his all-round game enough to keep him at the very top, where no, Amir Khan still has a big weakness? Yeah, but I don't think Danny Garcia, I don't think he's strong enough in any one area to to be at the top level. That's my argument for him. Well, he's really got there. Well, he's a paper champion. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bump, <laughs> we're already there. there. I'm just saying that... Uh, for his Abjida, I was remarkably impressed because um, for his last couple of fights, I wasn't overly convinced how much his heart was in it. It's like it's an incredibly tough business, and if you're not 100% there, but this one, he got knocked down the sixth and he got knocked down the eighth, and he came better. back and pretty much won the last. Yeah, but was that him just getting better, or was that Danny Garcia's 
failure to to finish off. Oh no, I think to... that was Zab Judah just being real tough because that was a brutal, brutal contest. Uh, Zab Judah had like a massive cut in his chin. He headbutted <laughs> Garcia in the last <laughs> round. He gave like a nasty cut on uh, Garcia's forehead. Yeah. But um, really, really tough. Like in the last round, they're still like yeah. swinging proper blows. It was amazing. I don't know. Maybe I'm too harsh on Danny. I, I do think, and in fairness, there are a lot of things I saw in that fight. Which Danny, I if you're was, listening, I've got your back. Well, <laughs> I was I was impressed uh, with a number of little different things. I still just feel he's... Not quite he, there. He's not, it's not, not knocking it. He's still a very, very good boxer. Mm. And he's... He's he's at that level where he can get shots for championships, yeah. and he clearly got one, and he won one. So <laughs> I just don't. To me, he doesn't feel like a true champion. There are too many other boxers out there. On another note, I'd love to see him go up against Lamont Peterson as well. I think Lamont Peterson would do him. That's an absolute. That's a That'd bit of a peach. I would be a cracker, and I think I think Lamont Peterson would do him, even without the steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's not a bad show Brand, right, I'm just looking through who else is in their um, division any chance that uh, uh, Brandon Rios oh, he's a one dimensional fighter <laughs> Provodnikov Provodnikov heavy hand <laughs> bash the shit no I don't know that'd be because Danny's tough isn't he I'm not Real sure tough. if he's Tim Bradley tough <laughs> he's tough I mean, you were talking about like this division is like unreal like, uh, all, all I'm saying is I let me just have a quick look here uh Alvarado, Mike Alvarado, you're talking about real bangers in there, real who kind of suit Danny Garcia's style of. Danny Garcia is pretty much can tough people out. I, 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 I think, don't know if he can tough out all of them in the no, top ten, but I it's, think Danny Garcia. You like an amazing also, division. Yeah, yeah. I think I definitely also. If you look at the next weight class up into the welterweights, and uh, you know, it's a real high standard. Yeah, I think he's just coming up short, and he's very good. Very good fight. I we just move think on to he's, the, uh... he's lacking a little something. Yeah, enough Danny Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to the next one because um, less of it. This is like the less exciting out of uh, the previous four. But for this one, it was uh, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Money Mayweather. The, we all the, love him. The cash cow. Cash cow <laughs> again. Uh, weight, uh, welterweight division for um, Mayweather's WBC title, and this time up against Roberto the Ghost Guerrero. Your Miss, thoughts? What do you think? Mismatch. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there was a lot of thoughts, talk beforehand. No, it was. I I just love watching Floyd Mayweather. You know, I think it's just yeah. it's incredible to watch him in there. And you know, first couple of rounds, I was quite surprised. I was like, oh, hang on, Guerrero's giving him real problems here. He's not really landing. So first couple, you literally mean the first two rounds? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's it. And then the third round, you you quickly realise, hang on, Mayweather's just getting his rhythm, working out his time and studying his opponent, finding his feet, and then suddenly third round, just he's catching with everything. Yeah. <laughs> and and I mean, Roberto can't land anything on him seemingly. I think Roberto had one good round in the middle, round about the seventh, I can't mm. remember. Uh, but it wasn't exactly like he had Mayweather in trouble. It was just like he was just bulldozing into the body and Mayweather was just... I'll say this, that... Um, took a round off. Floyd, so he's 36 now, but looked absolutely as sharp as ever. Just, it reminds um, me of Bernard Hopkins in his style. That same, similar, that amazing oh, slicker, defense. cleaner. He's, he holds considerably less than <laughs> Bernard Hopkins yeah, but when it. Bernard, when Bernard's in form, when Bernard's in form, I don't think, like, all right, if you take a look at Bernard against uh, Jean Pascal or maybe yeah. Chad Dawson, then you're going to say, yeah, all right, he's just... That same sort of throwing big punches. And you've got to remember, there is a difference in age. But you look at a 36-year-old Bernard Hopkins, whoa, man, there's there's very there's massive I mean, similarities, I think. One of the things I noticed, that, um, so Guerrero, he, 
kind of lost his discipline and then completely yeah, just... used the wrong tactics. And once he got frustrated, once he realised that he couldn't land, he pretty much slowed down to Floyd's pace. And once you get down to that, pick your shots. Once you try to do that kind of sniper yeah. thing, there's literally, there's no one better. That's what Floyd loves to do. You can't beat him at that, so why would you even try? The other thing about Floyd I, that just impressed me so much, it just his ability to adapt and change and and bring different styles into the fight like mm. he's got he's got about three i must have seen a good five at least four different defensive styles which were very mm. different and most boxers you have one defensive style and you practice he's got four four styles at least Let me inter- and, he, and he switches seamlessly between them and as a boxer how do you get your rhythm you're looking and every time you think you've worked this guy out right this is where I'm going to hit him he changes it up and you're like mm. oh shit I mean one of the reasons it was um, it was a really interesting boxing match to watch as all uh, as, even are. though it was one because uh, absolutely because Guerrero God love him for trying but um, there's at least you could see it between uh, rounds he tried out working him that didn't work <laughs> he tried smothering him that didn't work. Then he tried outboxing him. That definitely didn't work. <laughs> then he tried pressurizing, pressurizing uh, Floyd. And that, yeah. Floyd yeah. just dance out. There were so many times he backed him yeah. into the corner, just dance out of the way. But um, I got to say, you can't say he didn't try. But does it say that um, he went into the boxing match without a game plan, without a proper one? Um, Did Guerrero just not have... No, I think, I mean, certainly if you listen to Floyd, he'll tell you there is no game plan. <laughs> there is no blueprint. <laughs> um... And you know he's 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 got a point maybe you know and he'll he'll always say you can look at videos of me you can blah 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 you can study you can think you've got a game plan the minute you get in the ring it's a whole different. Story. I heard once that it, was, it must have been around uh, round three or four. Before he goes back to the corner and his dad says to him, "It's just like you're up against an amateur. He's just not in your league, and it'd be hard pushed for anyone to go." Uh, yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's... yeah, he had his dad back in his corner, didn't he? Yeah, which Mr. After... Captain Flip Flop. That's, <laughs> that's what that's what Fiddy Fiddy Sense says about Floyd. Yeah, <laughs> oh, just like... does like switching between people. Again, I'd say like so. Again, just to kind of round up, it's absolutely like Floyd Masterclass. Just kind of perfect boxing, never loses control. But what there's I would no say loyalty. Is, the ask, man doesn't have proper say, loyalty. Fuck knows why Carrera come round twelve. They ding ding ding. It's all over. Fuck knows why he threw his hands oh, up in the air. Like, he's like the happiest man in the world. <laughs> like, you, there's no way you couldn't have realised that you didn't win that. You were nowhere close to winning. Yeah. Is that, we were having this conversation last week. Who was it? About um, it was like a couple of weeks before when we were talking about uh, Trade versus no Austin Trade versus uh, Canelo. Yeah, yeah. And he said at the end that um, what the mm. bell goes and Canelo's throwing his hands up in the air and Trout was just yeah, but Trout knew he'd won because it was open score. Sorry, knew he'd lost because it had open score. I disagree. I think it goes more to show that at round twelve, people do anything. <laughs> so whether or not you keep your hands down and look miserable, your mind is still a one. Or Guerrero's case, lost by an absolute landslide <laughs> and woo. Yeah, it's all down to the judges. Okay, well, um, I think that about wraps it up. Anything else you want to add? Any other? Um... No, that was it, pretty much for the um, previews and reviews. Okay, all right, moving on. Yeah. Okay, um, we're just gonna just a quick quick question to any listeners out there because we were reminded um, we were reminded of something the other day. We've got a friend called Niall Dillon. And he... Um, Swears this is true. Oh, yeah. Well, in fairness, he says he read it in Barry McGuigan's autobiography. But he says in that that Barry McGuigan had a, a habit and he was on... Um, he claims to be addicted. He claims... And this Barry isn't McGuigan... to a drug or beer or anything that you would... Tea. 
<laughs> just flat out cups of tea, cup of tea with a bit of milk, and and Niall claims the Barry, McGuigan, Barry drinks. McGuigan claimed in his autobiography that forty. Four zero cups of tea a on a day. daily basis. That's a day, not a week. Forty cups of tea. So if, a day. <laughs> if you work for PG Tips and you have, <laughs> have like a secret supply, go now to McGuigan. If there's any listeners out there who know whether or not that's true or whether or not that's just yeah, maybe random maybe bullshit. you knew. I mean, I've tried working out. That's almost like how would you have time for anything else during the day? I that's I think he doesn't. You, I think that's you, what he does. At the very least, you'd have to buy one of those catering urns. It <laughs> just has the hot water continually boiling, ready, because you can't be sitting around for two minutes filling up kettles then That would times that by forty, mate. You're losing fucking half your one day. Mafia, thermos. No. I don't know if he technically counts that as one I cup. I don't know. How, next the whole I don't know how big your fucking thermos is. <laughs> <laughs> 40 cups, you get, about two, you get about two and a half in a third. Again, any listeners out there know whether or not that's true? Yeah. Lay it on us. Hit us up. Okay, the, um, we also want to mention, but well, last week I briefly touched on um, how the ex-heavyweight champion of the world, uh, Valuev, um, the Russian giant, Except had... for giant. Poetry writing giant. Is he, he used to play basketball. He's a man of all trades. He's a man of all trades. He's an ex-boxer, basketball player, poet, and also a mythical creature. Let me interrupt for one second and just say, hypothetical fight, Valuev versus Shaquille O'Neal. Who wins? Oh, for a minute, I thought you were going to say Valuev versus Shakira. You <laughs> <laughs> should just win him over with that ass. Um, Her fists don't lie. Shaquille O'Neal. Um, I'm going to go for Valuev. He's such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. I think Shaquille O'Neal has got... Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal for me. He's got and he that really voice. hates Kobe Bryant, which I think he'd use to oh, his I advantage. Think, I think they've got over it. I think they've, they've mentioned oh, that. You've never heard his rap song of, Kobe, can you smell my ass? Yeah, but he's, he's dead, moved on. It's like... Um, well, no, I don't know what it's like. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so, anyway so we got sidetracked. Yeah, he, we we mentioned uh, last week that he, it is true, he went hunting the Yeti in Siberia. He had a little team, went out there, tried to find it, didn't have much success, but oh, led us on didn't, to... Didn't have great success. <laughs> one would argue he found fuck all, but, you know, that's just one side of the argument. Um, the other thing is, so we it led us to think, hang on, what other sportsmen, hopefully specifically boxers, are out there doing crazy shit? And um, i got to say, God bless the internet, because if you're looking for <laughs> wacky stories and We found an absolute doozy. It's right. about... That a former middleweight champion of the world, absolute legend, everyone loves him, Marvin, marvellous Marvin Hagler. Thank you. Because his name was officially changed to Marvellous. He went to court because he wanted to be referred to as Marvellous Marvin Hagler, and uh, a lot of commentators and people in the boxing world wouldn't do it. So, uh, yeah, he set up about an, an eight-month uh, legal battle <laughs> and uh, had his name officially changed. So and you you legally have to refer to him as Marvellous. I found out in some Italian website that that guy, <laughs> which allegedly, has started hunting man. <laughs> as in, as in literally true. other human beings. That he's been working on like, B-movies in Italy for the last like, 10 years. Oh, I've heard he's, I heard yeah, he's yeah, like acting. Yeah, yeah. Big superstar over there. When he and, hunts uh, men, does he dress him up as Sugar Ray Leonard? <laughs> <laughs> Send him off into the woods. <laughs> and just goes after him going, you never fucking won that fight. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm with him on that. I mean, it doesn't 
doesn't excuse dressing up people as Sugar Ray Leonard and trying to hunt them with a rifle. But... Ironically, what they should have done, there's a film from the 80s with, um, it's got one of the best lineups of actors that anyone's ever going to see. So the film is called Death Ring. And if oh, you yeah. look this up on the internet, just oh, go I'm online. Gonna, I'm going to do that now. Hang on. <laughs> go online type it in. and type it in. You'll IMDb, see. IMDb Death Ring. Right, the lineup. Because these are some absolute stunners. Is that Patrick Swayze? Oh, Have they got Patrick Swayze in it? That'll be Don Swayze. Don Swayze? Who's that? Is that his brother? Or... God, I'm right it is. Has it got Chuck Norris? Oh, no. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's Patrick Swayze on the front cover of it. <laughs> it doesn't look anything like the other picture of Don Swayze Again, below. Has it got Chuck Norris? It's not got Chuck. It's got Mike Norris. <laughs> <laughs> Lesser known absolute legend. And it's got here Billy Drago. Is that uh, Ivan Drago? <laughs> <laughs> Has it got McQueen is also on the cover. You're thinking, could that be Steve? Check out Chad McQueen. Oh my You're talking God. the Swayze's. You're talking the McQueen's. It's got all of them. You're talking all the Norris's. Family relatives. Death Ring. It's one of the finest films I've ever seen. I've Straight seen to it. video. It got on IMDb. If you check it out, it's got a rating of three point nine, which is officially worse than Big Mama's House Two. <laughs> <laughs> which I did check it, and also the the Phantom. I saw a bit of the Phantom. We're getting sidetracked from Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Sorry, Night Five. That is one of the worst films I've. <laughs> ever seen I thought Zane he was does... a piss take out of itself and no he, he doesn't do a good line in shit films of Billy Zane oh, one of my favorite. Is... he used to wear a Kelly Brook oh what a boy <laughs> <laughs> I've met Kelly Brook well, massive oh, yeah. hammers massive lovely personality though oh massive oh yeah lovely but uh, yeah check out Death no. Ring you've got a spare couple of hours it is if you're like brothers of famous people on the same film it's an absolute it's just an absolute dream right there we go. So can't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> um, I think was it Marvin Hagler? Oh uh, yeah, Hunting Mad. That's yeah. why I brought it up because we were talking about. Um, oh, is that what happens in the film? Yeah, that's it's the Marvin Hagler in that is film. Is that the same? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same. I've seen that oh, film about three wow. times. <laughs> I'm pretty confident it's the same storyline. Yeah, Marvin Hagler. Wow. Mm, absolutely, just, yeah, an absolute doozy. So uh, look that up; it's brilliant. So apparently, I, that can't be true, Marvin. <laughs> that's, that's the most made-up story I've ever heard. That's even worse than the. the I, fact, did, Freddie Roach biting. Yeah, we eyeball. got something in, didn't we? We got an email in about a Freddie Roach or about the eyeball situation. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got we got an email off um, a guy called Johnny, and he says he was late. He's a labourer, or he's got this story about when he was working on a building site. He got hit in yeah. the head. By something doesn't doesn't even know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> said he didn't have his hat on. Something came down, bang, hit him, um, and he lost his vision. Yeah. For like forty eight hours. Yeah. And the only thing he said he thought he could see in that period was a faint silhouette of uh, Frank Bruno. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous, isn't it? That's that's not true. Uh, oh shit! This reminds me of something because this definitely is true. That um, it's about maybe like five years ago. I was listening to Talk Sport, and they had a competition of write in to tell us if you've ever met, like, in a funny scenario, like a sports celebrity. Yeah. So I made up an email and I sent it in and said that I was on a beach in a Sligo, Northern, and I was playing frisbee with a couple of friends, and the frisbee goes over my head, and I turn around, and there's a guy fishing on the beach standing beside a wife. <laughs> the frisbee hits the wife, turns around, so I walk down to see who it is. Oh, yeah. Jack Trotton, fishing <laughs> in the Atlantic. <laughs> he does love fishing. Picks the frisbee up, that's just hit his wife, yeah. turns around to me and said, stick it up your bollocks, you're not even Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievably, they didn't read that uh, out, but I thought that was an absolute... That's great, I'm not sure... Uh... Hawksby and Jacob, two o'clock in the afternoon. I think that was the reason. 
talking about Frank, talking about Frank Bruno. Do you remember when he? Um, you remember when he thought he was? Uh, well, Frankie de Tori. What? I remember he no. went a bit off the rails. He went a bit cranky. It was about a three, four week period where he thought he was Frankie Dettori. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. He used to go. He had a ring and um, don't know. I should really be talking about this because <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but there was definitely stories. He used yeah. to sleep. He had a ring in his back garden, and this was like a good sort of ten years after he'd retired, fighting other and jockeys. He used, to, <laughs> <laughs> he used to get in his his robes and gloves and everything, and just sleep out in his ring. Oh wow! Really? And then yeah, and then shortly after that, he um, I don't know if he was doing it as a bit of a as a bit of a PR stunt. <laughs> he, he swore blind for three weeks. He thought he was Frankie Dottori. <laughs> you couldn't pick anybody who's less like him. A short camp Italian jockey and just a massive black heavyweight boxer. That is a British legend, though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh, so. Yeah. Uh... If you've got any bullshit stories to send it to us, then uh, yeah, we'll give out the uh, email would, address and then do the show. I would say only 50% of those stories were made up. <laughs> All right, the talk sport one is definitely true. So if you've got any emails well, to so you send the Frank Bruno one. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I heard. Uh, from who? <laughs> was it from Frankie Dettori? No, it? I think I heard it on the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time ago. It was about eight years ago. I remember thinking, oh... Oh, you're right, Frank. Oh. I've seen him since. He seems all right now. That'll lead us on well into our next segment because we're going to bring up uh, another man who's sadly suffered from... Dam- boxing it? damage. Boxing damage. <laughs> so we have a segment called Didn't You Used to Be a Boxer? And so uh, this week we're going to look back at the 90s heavyweight boxing... One of the leading stars, at least. You'll know him from his Rocky Five fame where he shouldn't allow sliced loans to go all street rules on him. Tommy <laughs> the Duke Morrison... Yeah. Uh, personally, I would have thought he would have had more success if he stuck to his stage name and Tommy the Machine Gun. But, uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, uh, and we'll get on to that in a minute. So, to, uh, a bit of background on this guy. Real top heavyweight contender during the 90s. The Great White Hope, I suppose. Yeah. So, um, he almost made the US Olympic team for a solo in 88. But he just lost in a split decision. But um, anyway, he then went on to be one of the best heavyweights in the next decade. And we're best known as, like, a big, muscly, blonde, good-looking guy, big KO, uh, KO artist. Took on the likes of, like, Ray Mercer, Comeback Kid, George Foreman. Oh, yeah. Donovan, washed him up. Donovan, Donovan Razor Roddick, who always get confused with the ex-Liverpool the football, yeah. yeah. I do as well. And, uh, they're, both, they're both big. Do you know these? He even fought, like, Lennox Lewis. Yeah, he got, yeah. He got bust up. What, he got or Lennox, I can't believe the, that. I can't <laughs> believe it. Was it fourth? I'm sure he knocked him out fairly. And uh, so the short answer to this question is, where are you now? And it's, Unbelievably, this guy is still fighting, or at least trying to. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How it's, old is he? Uh, okay. Now he's in his kind of mid-40s. But uh, that isn't like it's the... Not, that's not that uncommon to be. I know, but uh, like the big thing in his career, that um, in 1996, so this is pretty much at the height of his fame, his fame, tested positive for HIV, a result that he's subsequently questioned pretty much more... <laughs> well, that's not true. He said it's flat what out wrong. He, what? He's claimed it was a... And I'll get this as a direct quote, as a false positive, which is apparently <laughs> it is medically possible while like extremely remote. So, so um, surely you just have it tested again? You would have thought so. Funnily enough, so that happened in 96. Obviously that knocked his career on the rails, couldn't get another fight, whatever. Oh, yeah. 2007, so a couple of years ago, the New York Times pick up on this story. And um, they go out and like, give him like, another set of tests, ask this and say, listen, if your tests are wrong, let's find out. So... Um, when I test him, and the result came back as negative, Fuck which was mind-blowing. That's a turn-up. Yeah. 
<laughs> came back as negative. And then they said, well, can we just like see the results? Because it was his promoter at the time. Did, he did, went did away. Did I have a rubber match? <laughs> a rubber match of a test. Right, you've been positive one, negative the other. So, uh, yeah, like he did this, came back negative. There was lots of dispute about the nature of the result and whether or not his promoter at the time was all a bit shady and maybe like the... Uh, the testing facility that they used was through his promoter, which even he still got a promoter now, which is like almost unbelievable. So, well, the second lot you think were that they say was maybe a bit a little bit to let him get back in boxing. Exa- yeah, exactly, because again, it would be a <clears throat> medical marvel, we'll say, if he uh, tested negative, just like a uh, purely and simply. But um, basically, from '96 to about for a decade, that guy was like out of the ring, didn't have any sanctioned fights. Was back in the ring in 2007 for a fight, had another one in 2008. And again, for some boxing authorities, it's easy enough to get like um, shady ones, the shady world of boxing. Yeah. It had a couple of MMA fights, mainly at Indian casinos, which we can all agree is a particularly murky world <laughs> to do your business in. Oh, I don't know. Don't alienate our, uh, <laughs> our Native American Native listeners. American you got that right. Casino owners. So uh, jump to this decade, and he's now he's like um, training kids. In a, living off that Rocky Five fame, uh, living from paycheck uh, to paycheck, he did an interview with the Kansas City Star. There's like American paper often in Kansas, and um, they're asking like what he's up against, and it wasn't. Uh, they didn't paint a pretty picture, basically. So his, as you might imagine, his mental and physical health has just completely uh, deteriorated. If you look him up like pictures online, you'll see this. He's got like chest implants because he used to be like a standing of a man. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I know. Huge, <clears throat> like super tough. Chest, uh, chest uh, implants for like a pectoral really? muscles. Yeah, which it looks weird enough. I'm just uh, any kind of normal guy. It looks especially weird in the ring when he sits down in the corner and he's got like a bit of a belly, leans forward, and he looks, we'll say, stops, stodgy all over, apart from two rocks. Oh, rocks. that's yeah, yeah, terrible. So again, what I say is more than anything else. What it says about the nature of fame in his career. So this guy had like a rock and roll lifestyle all the way to the early mid nineties. Young, handsome, just knocking everyone over. That great starring in Rocky films. Starring Rocky films. But um, what I'd say, let me answer this question: Is he a certain type of celebrity? So in the same way that Rosie, Bibi, give me a glass of water, Perez, her. <laughs> there's a certain type of celebrity wow. who just does not translate over from the nineties to the two thousands. That's a hell of a choice to compare with. Taking a random character from White Man Can't Jump. What do you reckon? But her type of celebrity, her type of... Uh, was she really ever that... She was that film? Yeah. What else was she... I actually bought one for DVDs the other day. Well, you're only human. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I remember what it's called? In any case, was it, it was... called uh, Foods Beginning With The Letter Q? <laughs> <laughs> she plays a devil woman. Oh, sometimes sultry and sexy and all the things. But uh, again, she her... wasn't even that nice. But she is so identified with the nineties, in the same way that he is. They just don't. They just uh, the millennium comes and just leaves some people behind. Not put, like Paul Gascoigne. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. That guy. Yeah. The moral of this, Tommy, the Duke Morrison story, a cautionary tale. We'll have to say. Uh, anyway, the moral of this is: if you're going to be a, a if you're going to fight in a blood sport, just uh, just don't test... Don't, don't get AIDS. Just don't test positive for HIV. Yeah. Something we can probably all learn for. Her, from I think, so. <laughs> I think that's uh, solid advice. So, yeah, more more from uh, Didn't You Used To Be A Boxer next, next. week. So to uh, round off the show, what we'll do is uh, have a, a quick look at the upcoming fights in the next couple of weeks because there's um, not too many standout ones. But um, on Saturday, 11th of May, we've got uh, Scotland's own Ricky Burns. From Glasgow. From Glasgow. Versus, um, in the lightweight division, versus Jose Gonzalez. 
yeah. for Burton's <coughs> WBO uh, title. title. Yeah, Thoughts? I think, it was, I well, I think it's going to be a bit of a walk in the park, isn't it? Ricky Burney kept having opponents yeah. drop out from him from injuries. Yeah. He's another one who struggled to get... But he's... I mean, he's, he's a, a change... He's, he's a top... He's a top quality fighter. I don't think there's yeah. any doubt in no. his ability. And uh, he's so. changed tables. He's gone over to um, Eddie Hearn now, so I'd imagine he <coughs> wants to start off with a uh, looking good for the TV cameras. But um, anyway, that one's coming up. Uh, what else? We've got um, we've got Vic Darchinian on the same night, who I'm a big fan of. I really like, like that guy. Yeah, actually, yeah. he's an exciting fighter from I think Armenian. Is um, it? Yeah. Excellent. Very very exciting fighter. Good featherweight, quick and it's good good fight. I think that's one to look out for. Um, and then we've probably got the. There's a quick one. I'll just mention it. Jamie McDonnell. Okay. So uh, for the vacant IBF title, bantamweight division. So he's fighting in Doncaster. So if you're nearby, go and watch him. Actually, that fight isn't uh, that easy. Julio, I don't know how you pronounce his surname, but uh, Seja, C E J A, uh, fighting him. Cruiserweight division. I don't know. Uh, Dennis Lebedev up against Guillermo yeah. Jones. So uh, Lebedev's. Leb- he's good, isn't he? Leb- Lebedev. Lebedev. God Lebedev. Almighty. Uh, WBA title that one's in Moscow so that should be exciting if you're fancy staying up it's until I don't know 3am watching that bad boy you don't have to in Moscow yeah what nah. time is it in Moscow nice Moscow's only like that's earlier isn't it they're, is it? they're ahead of us oh, so if you yeah. want a good <laughs> afternoon box <laughs> quids in yeah it's fucking great fun not like those shitty fights you get out in Las Vegas <laughs> staying up till 3, 4 in the morning don't need it son just watch the <laughs> Moscow for alright the commentary's a bit moody but <laughs> Uh, you might want to watch uh, what else heavyweight division Alexander Povedkin up against some fellows yeah apparently that. he's going to be fighting Klitschko I'm bringing that up did you watch we didn't really talk about the Klitschko fight did you watch it no I heard oh, he's, I did. he just what do you think it just, it just looked like he was fighting somebody on like an amateur it just, he just looked he got like even, 5 million euros for that something in that region it's unreal it just yeah it's weird it just looks like he's fighting Somebody in a totally different yeah class class um, didn't even look like he was trying. But uh, I guess maybe there's a potential opponent for uh, Tyson Fury or Del Boy down the line. Maybe yeah. Alexander Povetkin. I, um, I think I think he'd struggle with both of them. But but the uh, big one, I guess, in the next couple of weeks, Lamont Peterson. Yeah, Wakefield <laughs> Division. Lamont Peterson up against Lucas Mateus. Yeah. So um, again, for coming up, who's going to fight Floyd? I guess. Sometime Not fly, I think more. That's more. Well, yeah. I th- I'd yeah, like to see. I'd like to see them fight Danny Garcia. I think either one would do him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, you know, Amir Khan's in there. Amir Khan will want his rematch of Lamont Peterson. Yeah, which would be Amir uh, Khan's biding his time for all those steroids to bloodstream. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many in the welterweight division. Just they're all pretty much around the same level, yeah, which yeah, makes yeah, it so exciting. Great, great fighters. I mean, they you're not you're not real solid, real solid uh, professional. Just bosses. good, entertaining. Um, yeah, and also Devin Alexander's fighting Lee Purdy, but which um, Devin, <laughs> Devin Alexander, who was gonna fight Kelbrook, and I was gonna put my house yeah, on Devin Alexander on winning that one every week. But uh, Lee Birdie, uh, sorry, Lee Birdie, Lee Purdy, sorry, um, coming in for Alexander's W uh, IBF title, and it's yeah, it wouldn't be overly likely, we'll say. Yeah, it seems I'm not a bit gonna, of... after that Martin Murray thing. I'm gonna keep my card <laughs> to myself. It probably does say something. I guess like the I wouldn't like bang on about this, but the wonderful things about boxing is for those matches where you think it's just gonna be completely one sided. That we've seen that in the last couple of weeks of I expect yeah. at least three of the four fights that we talked about were gonna be just one sided kind of yeah. market time fights. But these were absolute bangers. 
So, um, yeah, best of luck to Lee Purdy. So we'll see how it gets on. And uh, anyway, yeah, we'll have a review of them in two weeks' time. Yeah, okay. So as we do each week, at the end of the show, we just give like a recommendation of uh, something we've seen in like a film or a fight or something for listeners to check out. So at this time, if you're in London or if you fancy travelling down here, get onto the Royal Academy of Arts. And there's an exhibition by a painter called George Bellows, who was a uh, painting in the 1920s and 30s and covered like some of the biggest boxing matches of the day. And absolutely fantastic, really gets a sense of like the raw energy and the visceral kind of brutality that goes into the likes of a Danny Garcia punching you in the face. That type of brutality. Yeah, go down and watch it. It's on, watch it, go down and have a view. It's unbelievable, fantastic. And what? it's only there for another couple of weeks. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> Listen, boys, I've got a recommendation for you. Get on there and look at any one of the following fights with Felix Trinidad in them. You've got you got William Yoppy, you've got the uh, his Vargas fight, Bernard Hopkins, Joppy, uh, Joppy whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or Ricardo or Ricardo Mayorga. They're just that guy knows how to fight. He's a just such exciting fights. I'm afraid of a low blow. Oh, he's seen lots of good punch in the balls. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I seen that guy fight, and he didn't have at least one point deducted from him for low blows. Man's a man's a machine. He's an animal. He's a modern day Andy Galatha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean the human octopus? <laughs> I mean, two things that Galata like to do. That's clinch and punch in the balls, particularly Lennox. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's the end of the show. Uh, we're just going to give out our contact Brand details if anybody wants to get in touch. Um, be great, you know, save us having to make up all the fucking, <laughs> you know, make up all the listener uh, interaction. Uh, no, only kidding. Yeah, uh, if you want to get in contact, it's twitter.com slash punchdrunkpod. And if you want to get in contact, we've got a Facebook uh, group page where we'll discuss anything and... Just hit us up and send it whatever. Yeah, and that is www.facebook.com slash groups slash punch drunk boxing. So yeah, hopefully hopefully hear something from you guys and uh Thanks for listening. More nonsense next week. Peace. Bye.